So you guys are welcome to Hanging Out with Abisoye and today I'm going to be talking about my anniversary. It's almost one year in Canada and yeah, so I have a friend with me who is also going to be doing this with me and yeah, so Doko, how are you? How are you doing? What's up? Hello, Abby. As you're called mm-hmm. now. I know, right? It's Canada that changed me to Abby. It's Abisoye. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things that has changed in my one year. <laughs> so, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank God. Okay. Okay, so it's so good to have you here. And yeah, I'm super excited to have this conversation with you because we always have this kind of conversations, right? Our mm-hmm. conversations lead everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I cannot believe, literally, that on Tuesday, 16th of February, 2021, it's going to be one year that I've been in Canada. Can you imagine? Wow. Drum rolls. Woo. I think I have drum here. <laughs> <laughs> That's well fun. <laughs> okay. So if you ask me the question, looking back, has it been worth it? Uh-huh. Huh. I think it I think it has. And I think I'm still on that journey, actually. Um, so for me, wanting to come to Canada was, yeah, it was more like my partner really wanted it than I did. Okay. My husband was one who was thinking about it. I don't think it's usual. I, I've heard more stories that it's usually the lady that wants it. What was your situation? Hmm. Was it you that wanted it or your husband? Uh, well, initially it was just me. And then later on he came on board, which, which was just fine. But yeah, initially I was the one thinking about it. Oh, that's interesting. I think I'm the I'm one of the few people that I've seen that it's, I didn't want to go. I'm very big, big on community and family and, ah, you know, the whole Nigerianness now. The whole, I just really liked it and I just didn't think I could leave or I didn't want to leave. Then, yeah, so I came on board and for me, one of the things I said to myself is I, did, I didn't want to stay in this whatever pool or whatever it is for so long. I just wanted this to get done. And yeah, I had I did have a very short process, to be very honest. And so here I am one year after and I'm thinking, hmm, has it been worth it? I would say it's a journey for me, but yeah. Um, so Dokoha, are you almost at one year? Where are you? Are you at one year? Have you passed one year? One year plus. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So do you prefer to be called Dokun or Mrs. Notch? I think we should do Mrs. Notch, right? Well, my name is Dokun, but I'm known as Mrs. Notch in my community. Because some okay. people find so it difficult Dukun. to pronounce Dokun, so I've saved them the stress. <laughs> okay, so that's good. And that's how I came about Abby. Sometimes I feel like telling you my name is Abby, so it's just three syllables and let's go with it. And that's one of the things that has changed for me. Okay, so one of the things that has changed for me, what was I thinking when I was coming, was um, I, I, I set my expectations right for me. Oh, I did. knew that it was going to be a journey. What did you say? You did? Yeah, I think I did, in fairness to myself. I knew it was going to be a journey. So for me, I had an older sister who had immigrated um, to America, to the United States way long. And I know what she went through and how I, I kind of, you know, leave, I, I knew her, her journey of how the first, you know, few years were pretty different and was and different for her was a learning curve. And then when she finally started to settle in. So for me, I pretty, I didn't expect everything, but I kind of knew that, ah, this is a journey one, two, um, you know, it, it's it's a process. It's gonna it might be slower. Uh-huh. And guess what? I came in in February and bam, COVID happened. <laughs> so for me, 
yeah, I came in February and bam, COVID happened two weeks after we were on lock. No, three weeks after we were on lockdown. And then, you know, that's why they say you should have your POF. My gosh, we're just eating the money. That's what it was. We're swallowing the money without <laughs> having any income. I'm serious. And you have to eat, literally. Yeah, literally eating the money. And then we are gotten a place. And oh, I think for my son, those were the toughest months because mm. he didn't understand why. Yeah. I thought this was going to be fun, mom. And then I'm at home. There's no school. It was just a lot, right? Yeah. So expectations for me were this is a journey is going to be slow. I, however, did not expect that, you know, when I went on this journey with my family, that the whole world was also coming on a journey with me because, yeah. you know, COVID hit, right? And then realities were now very cast in stone, my sister, because, you know, <laughs> month in, month out, you're swallowing the money. And it's not if I didn't want to work. It's just that I couldn't just go out to work. This was when COVID started and no one even knew what was happening. Yeah. So there were many days, I think we spent the first four months, you know, swallowing our money wow. but we decided to do something myself and my my husband decided to go and start writing an exam that so for instance i wanted to write my, my i'm a project manager by um, profession and i had just refused to write my pmp exams um for whatever reasons okay i think i wrote it once i failed it and i just didn't want to go back so there was no excuse there's nothing i was doing i was sleeping or waking up so i decided to pick it up back and uh, my husband too also wrote two exams around the time so we used that whole COVID time to study and read because it didn't even look like we had any other options. Every recruiter we we're talking to was saying, sorry, but in COVID, we don't know what's going to happen next, yeah. so there's no job. Thank Did you. you guys experience that too? Well, yeah, but, you know, thankfully we came in a few months before um, COVID, just a few months before. Mm. So, you know, we moved to Canada towards the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And um, COVID um, really hit us here in Ontario at the beginning of March, towards the end mm. of April, you know. Yeah, same time. Yeah, so we had a few months, just a few months to, to try to get things moving. Mm. And we also experienced that issue of this is the pandemic, um, employment uncertainties a lot of businesses a lot of companies had to close down at that time if they were not essential so of course those are already off your list for <laughs> for mm-hmm. job openings and then mm-hmm. the ones that were open of course had people that were already working there but nevertheless i do know of people that got jobs at the beginning of the pandemic last year yeah. and um, wow. It it was just different for everybody, but I I I agree with you that there was there were a lot of uncertainties at that time, and nothing was as it used to be, which is now in addition to being a new immigrant in a country that you've probably never been to or never lived in before. So yeah, lots to so. <laughs> so now that you're thinking, you're talking about it, I even just remembered one of the other things that got to me was because it was now COVID when we came in and. We couldn't even get tested to drive. And this oh. is me that's been used to driving everywhere in Lagos. And then <laughs> that means that if you don't have a license, you can't even buy a you car. So it's not bus. like, oh, you could use your Nigerian license. Oh my oh. gosh, it was bad. So we couldn't even drive. We couldn't even buy a car. So yeah. it's not like we were going to too many places because there was COVID, but we didn't even, I couldn't even go to the groceries. Yeah. Luckily, and that's one thing with community. Luckily, I did meet a Nigerian 
in my apartment building that I started talking to. So we decided to make ourselves our pods, like people you could contact, you know, in COVID, like your bubble. So we would go to the store together. And that meant that I was going to go to the store whenever she wanted to go. Okay. And, you know, I just couldn't. Oh, my gosh. For me, the thing that I did not expect, however, so my expectations in terms of what would happen, like, okay, it might be slow. You might spend a lot of your savings. Okay. That, that was accurate. But what I did not expect was how I would react to the feeling of being new. Mm. And how do I mean that? The JJC feeling, the always <laughs> asking, and I'm telling you, that's the honest truth. I, I don't know the right words to it, but that's what it's called in our Nigerian English, JJC. I hated the JJC feeling so badly. I hated wanting to do something and having to Google it or going to a chat room and say, please, how do you do <laughs> yeah. For Google me... Everything. Ah, no. So my husband was good at it. But for me, it was that was what was overwhelmed, the most overwhelming part. Mm. The fact that I needed to ask questions for mm-hmm. every freaking thing. And I'm so used to getting things on myself. Ah, it took a while to actually find out that was, wrong, that was what was wrong with me because I was overwhelmed with every new thing bombarding me mm. from how do we even get a license to how do I buy yeah. a car to yeah. how do I get insurance to oh my God. how do I get a house? And all the to... differences. <sighs> my gosh. For me, it was different. So I think, yeah, when I say my expectations were aligned, it's true. But my expectations in terms of um, the the feeling of the newness was totally different. Then the cold. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Nothing prepares you for that. Nothing prepares you for that. That's I. I would say it's freezer level. Freezer? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Freezer is the the best freezer is probably maybe like minus fifteen or something. Nothing prepares you for that. My gosh, I was like, what? For me, and yes, I wasn't going out, but in all those first few months, I was wearing socks in the house. Uh-huh. I was. Uh-huh. I was. Wearing cardigans up and down, layering up in the house, and my husband would laugh and say, "It's not this bad." I'm like, "No, I'm cold." Yeah, I didn't even know what layering was. Well, that's another thing. That's another word I've come to borrow. I just knew that I was wearing lots of clothes. It's here that I learned that was layering clothes. I didn't think to wear lots of clothes. I was just always cold. (laughs) Are you serious? I didn't know. (laughs) Nothing prepared me for the cold. Nothing. Absolutely nothing can prepare you for the cold in Canada. You have to experience it and adapt to it. You know, um, the first few months when we got here, when we sleep at night, we used to have nosebleeds, throat bleeds. Wow. The first, the first, my first uh, two nights in Canada, um, when I woke up in the morning and I was brushing my teeth, ugh, when I spit out, you know, when you rinse and you spit out the water and the toothpaste, uh-huh. it was uh-huh. red. <gasps> The first day, why? like, ah, why am I bleeding Jesus? Oh my God, who's no, that? Why? why? I never why? experienced that. So what, what was it? It was just the weather. Your throat is dry because the air is dry. There's no humidity. The humidity is low indoors because you have the heater on. All those things are sapping the moisture in the house or in the room. Oh. So the solution was to get a humidifier. Oh, I didn't get that until way, way after. That's when I trouble the food with the fire. Oh, what would the door and drink water? Not when you drink properly. So we weren't drinking with the fire until like five months. After. My throat will be dry and parched. 
You know, when I'm breathing, my, my nose will bleed. When I wake up in the morning, I would brush, I would see blood. The sleep was even uncomfortable because I wasn't breathing properly and I didn't understand why. And sometimes you even crank up the heater too much and you wake up sweating like, like, and if you don't put it high enough, you're going to wake up freezing. Also, you're going to have chest pain. You're going to have body aches. So the effects of not dressing properly or not dressing appropriately for the weather. Hmm. We really felt that a lot. And then my, my, my children also, um, weren't breathing properly because the air was really dry. Yeah, you had a baby, right? So oh, I also had I'm sure it does it must have been tough trying to figure out how to if you can't figure out how to if you are still trying to figure out how to make yourself comfortable, I can imagine what how you were thinking, how to help the baby. Precisely. So I had to go and see some professionals. So at a point I went to see a social worker. Um at a point I went to see a doctor. Um it was tough. Initially, for us, to oh, be honest, it was tough. Let's not scare whoever is listening because who hasn't come. <laughs> it is because we were juggling so many changes at the same time. Yeah, tell so, me about the changes. We new in the country. We had to find our bearing. Mm. Um, I just had a baby. So hmm. I, I went from having one child to having two. Hmm. Major change in itself. So, so many changes. And then personally, I don't like cold. Yeah. Nobody likes it. Who does? No, I'm that person that, you know, in Nigeria, when the AC is on in the office, I'm wearing a cardigan in the office for ordinary AC. Or I'm saying, can we turn this AC down? It's too cold. And others are saying cold. We're not cold. So I'm that kind of person that I didn't really like AC so much in Nigeria. And now I'm living inside, you know, worse than freezer. Freezer. <laughs> Anyway, so let's quickly move away from that. So those were our expectations and realities. And that's the truth. I don't think, I think even Canadians will tell you that um, it's, there is no bad weather. I think that's what I've learned. They say, oh, there's no bad weather. It's just bad dressing. So you have to okay. layer up and wear jackets right. and stuff. So yeah. It took me so long I think that to learn how to dress properly. Oh, I still haven't, I still haven't figured it out totally. I just know that I have to wear. So for someone that probably was in Nigeria and I used to like to look nice and natty here, I don't even send, there's no nice and natty. I just want to be warm. So yeah, just a lot of, uh, warm, yeah. it's a lot of funny layering that is not making sense to people looking at me, but it's making sense to me. But you're nice I'm not and warm. warm, so that's nice. Even so that's all house, that matters. In the house. I've thrown fashion out of the door. I wear my sweater I've in the house now I, and unashamedly. <laughs> Even inside the house. <laughs> because I just want to be warm. Thank you. I know, right? Okay, so we're just going to go into... And I'm going to ask you this. So now that we have like expectations and realities, this is one year. So for me, it's one year and two days time for you. At the time of this recording, it's one year and two days time. I don't know when I'm going to post this up. But for you, who's been here one year longer and around the same time, right? You're... So are your, are your reasons still valid? The reasons why you um, why you decided to do this, are they still valid? Absolutely. The first reason for, for us was safety, right? Hmm. We definitely feel safer here. Like our house doesn't mm-hmm. have any burglary proofs or burglary <laughs> bars. We lock our doors at night. We don't have to lock the gates downstairs. Then the iron door at the, <laughs> at the entrance to the apartment. Then your own burglar, burglary proof 
on your door, then your own iron door, then you now lock the passage door, then you now lock your room door. We don't that's, know that. That's, that's even a fire hazard. How many doors do you have to lock? Exactly. Like four or five doors. Okay. So that's one safety. So the safety. Okay. So one safety. Valid. Yeah. Then the quality of life. Mm. Mm. We definitely feel better and happier here. So in, in spite of the cold. Okay. So that is still very valid. And another reason is the opportunity to explore more rewarding careers. Mm. That is still very. What were you doing working? What were you doing back in Nigeria? I was a banker in Nigeria. <laughs> that was all like typical I, Nigeria banker. That was, my <laughs> job. was my first job out of school, and that was what I did up until when I left Nigeria. So, you know, banking is it was very stressful, very demanding. I was losing myself in it because you always have deadlines, you always you always overworked, and mm. and then let's not talk about Lagos traffic. <laughs> That's why I said the third language. I miss it, Kenosha. Thank you. I don't miss it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the quality of life is definitely better. So those reasons are still valid. And then another reason for us was also um, the opportunity to grow together as a family. Mm, what do you mean? In Lagos, we, we hardly ever saw each other. You're always rushing out in the morning or coming back very late, rushing out again because you're trying to beat traffic, coming back very late. And then weekends when you should probably bond as a family, that's when you need to go to the market, you need to cook. I know one bear. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I wasn't even an Owambe person, you know, but, you know, I had... Well, one, well occasional Owambe is now, at least you'll be able to go. Something, I, yeah. I, I avoided events because those were the few you know, days that I had to stay with my family weekends. So I would rather not spend the Saturday at a party, you know, and Sunday. With, with people you don't know, trying to people you don't know, waste dress. time. Just because love <laughs> trying to impress the people that you don't know with the makeup. I kind of miss that, Shara. <laughs> so I didn't, I don't miss that. Sorry. <laughs> so I do. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm originally, well, that's what the only place I'm from. I'm from Ijebu, and Ijebu people are known to party and party hard. So I think it's something that's just a, in my blood streams. I actually do miss that out. So so thank you for sharing, though, by the way. So for me, my reason is still valid. And I'm just going to go, I'm going to go spiritual on you guys now, right? So for me, I'm, like I said, I was the one who never wanted to come. Um, my partner had studied abroad and then came back and was like, ah, this cannot be the life and stuff like that. You know, you just found, just found it ridiculous, the hardness that was going on everywhere and everything. But I didn't want to come. I always felt like, you know, I am going to stay back and put my, my, my yeah, in the corner of Nigeria, do make Nigeria great again. Come on. You know, <laughs> I still feel that way. Please, you know. Even now, my husband laughs at me and says he feels like once I collect my PR, I might just you know start frequenting Nigeria again. So yes, so for me, he was he was he was actually. I remember very well the day <clears throat> where we had had this conversation, and he had said, "Oh, he really wants it." Then I made a mistake with my big mouth and mentioned, "Oh, I think uh, Mrs. Notch too is interested in it." Oh my God, my husband was like, "Eh, we're going to the house. You have to go and find out." Like, Your friend is also. So I had, you know, everyone was telling me, whispering in my ears, and that I also had another friend here already. Sorry, that it was the right thing to do. 
Yeah, that was the right thing to do. And I just didn't, I just didn't have that conviction in my spirit. So in this day at church and then, yeah, um, past this, um, Mrs. Ibukua Oshika, the people we know as that, was, um, in my church and was preaching. And I was like, yeah, that's, you see, that's the person, that's the vision, you know, she's very into Nigeria and that's what I want to be and all that. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I was like, see, why can't I just be that, you know, and then bring, you know, vision and everything to Nigeria and be here. And lo and behold, I heard clearly, as clear as day, that I did not yoke you with who you are. Um, I'm wise enough to yoke who you are with who you are, meaning my husband, who needed to be there at this particular point in time. And I was like, okay, hands up, you know, and my hands are up. Like, if that's what you want to do, fine by me. However, if that's what we're going to do, Make it fast and make it smooth because I'm not going to do all that drama. And like I said, and that's a honest truth. Yeah. And like I said, uh, Mrs. Notch, you know, right? My process was like unbelievably short. Yeah, I got her. So once it happened, I had no choice. <laughs> like I had no choice anymore than to say, you know what? Hands up. And so let's go. So in this one year, I've had days where... Yes, you know, even after COVID now stopped, like when we were now allowed to start working, that was around June, July, and we we're looking at our pool of funds <laughs> depleted. Doodling, and we we're looking at the months. It's not, it's not, there's a difference between doing lean and depleted. It was depleted and we we're thinking, you know, this was going to happen and all of that. And I remember, so two things. I'm wise enough to yoke who I'm wise enough to you know yoke you to your husband who needs to be there right now. And two was I will be your source because I knew that mm. ah, father, this baby girl lifestyle, I cannot be broke. <laughs> I cannot, you know, I had the standard of and I was like, I can't do less and everything. And uh, for for me, God had told me I'm gonna be your source. So when I when there's so there were days, and that's and I'm saying this for anybody who is actually going in the middle right now, who is you know in that first one year after a few months, and you begin to ask yourself, Who Why sent me? <laughs> Why did I do this? Who sent me? You know, because there's no job, or it's not you're doing um, what they call that thing now, D. What they call that thing? Okay. Uh, they call them no, when you have a job that is not a professional job, we have a name for it. A survival job and you're doing survival job and i want you who sent me always try and remember what your word is so so mrs not i know you just told us the part where it was safety blah 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 for you but i'm sure that you must have had like an anchor of something that you knew that okay this is what you know god had told me to do or this is what i'm going to hold on to so i know you have that that's fine enough i mean why not share that but i know you do did you? Even a time that God spoke to us, boom, and said, this is what you should do. But the conviction my husband and I have always had is that we are the light of the world. When God mm. made Adam and Eve, he blessed them. Mm. And he said, mm. be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Not replenish of your birth. Replenish the earth mm. so I can go to Australia. That's a different angle. I can go to Kazakhstan. I can go to Kuwait. Hey, why did you go, go to, to Kuwait? <laughs> why did you go to Kuwait? <laughs> I don't know anything about Kuwait. <laughs> no, but that's the truth, right? I can't, but I get what you're saying. And Okay, please go ahead. No, it's just you can be anywhere as a child of God and thrive. Mm. And oftentimes, mm. one thing... I've always that has always resonated with me in the Bible is that God said to Abraham, leave the land of your birth. 
your father, your mother, leave them behind. Go to a land that I will show you. So God often shows us where we need to be. It can be a dream. It can be a it can be a night dream. It can be a word you hear clearly from God. It can be something in the scripture mm. that jumps out of you or jumps out at you. Mm. He always shows mm. us where he wants us to be. And where you when you get that vision of where you need to be, you better go there. Most of the time, it is not the land of your birth. We have that misconception. God said replenish the earth. Mm. He didn't say replenish Ghana, replenish America. You can, you are, you are a human being. You can move. You are not a tree that was planted in one place. Come on, okay. we were not planted okay. in one place. We can move. <laughs> okay. So I like, I like, I like the angle to which you've taken it. And honestly, for me, I never saw it that way. It was like I said, I was always the, and I'm still very much the Nigeria make Nigeria great again. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So the so. There are days where, and I like how you say you always remember that you're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So for me, days where, for me, it was God dealing with me to say, Abiswe, I am your source. Mm -hmm. So for days where I was looking at the myself, and sometimes, you know, you're looking at the husband and the husband is worried and he doesn't want to show you because he's worried and saying, I, I brought her here, you know, she had a good job, he had a good job and we left everything and we came here and then we had family and stuff. So those days, and I'm saying this for anyone who's listening, those days where you feel like you're actually lost, because trust me, those days will come. Oh, yeah. Myself and T, Mrs. Notch, I'm uh, talking and we're sounding as oh, yes. Those days come. I mean, there are those days where I think I must have called Mrs. Notch and said, <laughs> babes. I don't know what's going on. And then I know that we've had those days that you called me and said, so I don't even know what's going on. I don't even know what's going on. And then we have to remind ourselves and say, but ah, this is what the word says about us or mm-hmm. what, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm just trying to encourage you because we have about five minutes left there about. But the truth of the matter is, know and remember your why, the purpose, and then remember the word and then hold on to it. Correct. So that's that's very big. Also, we just talked about it before this call. D, your community. Be yeah. careful. Yes. Huh. Be careful. The people you listen to, the people that can reach out to you. And one of the things we do, especially those of us from a different country, when you come in, you're probably in a lot of WhatsApp groups and support groups, which is beautiful, right? But sometimes you do not have the same values. Correct. Sieve through the advice. And that's one thing that got to me. Like I said, the JJC feeling was always driving me nuts. Then even in the JJC feeling, I got really bad advice. I don't know, Miss Notch, do you remember that advice about resume and everything? <laughs> do you remember that conversation that I had with you? There will be, and we will there do will another episode. That your integrity will be tested. Even even in Canada, people will, will, will tell you how to cut corners. Yes. Remember that conversation. I think we should do it another time for maybe walk and carry and stuff. We should do it because that conversation, honestly, so there will be advice that you need to sieve through people that are ready to cut corners and still have that funny oh and Najano they carry and Najano they carry last is not using your integrity oh or man. trying to beat the system. Absolutely. Why would I do that? I agree, Najano they carry last, and that's for me, I receive in Canada. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say here? I didn't leave Nigeria to come and become a criminal in Canada. Exactly. And I and you know that Nigeria de Carilas is actually about our resilience, not about our uh, it's our resilience and street smartness, but not about losing integrity. Correct. So be careful the people that you're listening to 
And then you know the ones I don't know if you have, and I know I know Doku, Doku, you have those people that you've met, the ones that nothing works in there. Like they just you just say, ah, if you want to do this, it doesn't work. It's only until you have done twenty years experience, nobody takes his Canadian experience. They just are the naysayers. Oh my god. Hmm. I'm sure you had them when you first came to uh, say, ah, this cannot work this way. This is not how it works here. And the people that had it rough when they first came, they're going to scare the living daylight out of you. Yeah. Be careful who you listen to, who you let into your space. I know one of the things that we did was that when we arrived, we deliberately did not contact anybody that we had heard of that was in Canada. Really? Yes, because we wanted to we wanted to find our way. We wanted to curate our own story. Okay. Hmm. We wanted to start our own life in Canada, not continue someone else's life. Because they will advise you based on their own experiences, some of which are not good. Let me just quickly say this. I heard about a former colleague that moved to Canada before we came. Mm-hmm. And when we got here, somebody said, Oh, you should uh, reach out to so and so. You know, he's here. And of course, I already knew I won't, but I just told the person, okay, thank you. And then after that, I later heard that the person went back to Nigeria to do something and then told people in Nigeria that Canada is not as good as it sounds. He works in a bakery. He told them he was working in a bakery, making bread. This was somebody that was a big boy, you know, in his former job in Nigeria. And why would you... Why would why would you let someone like that into your space? That's why I said it's not sometimes not a good idea to reach out to everybody to say, ah, I'm here now. What should I do? How can I do this? How can I do that? Have a few people, right? That will be your support network. That will be mm. guiding lights here and keep it at that. Sanitize your space. But I think that was his own reality though. So he will advise you based on his reality. So look for people that have good realities, okay? <laughs> Well, true. Yeah, because now that you mention it, we also had someone who had, you know, been here for a while and hadn't gotten a job at all and was shuttling between Nigeria and um, and Canada often. What do you think that kind of person would tell you? So the person was like, you know, on the day the person called, I was lamenting and I put the person on speaker and that's what I usually do when I'm talking to someone from Nigeria or something. And I just put on speaker and I was walking in the house and stuff. My husband tapped me and I said, please, can you take that off speaker? Uh-huh. <laughs> because because they're the almost similar line of work and the person was lamenting and, you know, it was so... so and, negative energy. Yeah, it was negative. Yeah, we had negative energy. And, and that's also because, like I said, that was a person's reality at the time. But, you know, my husband just came and said, you know what, can you just put that off? Because, I don't know, I, I just came. I've just been here four months. And by now, so it's a different way you just come. You have that enthusiasm. You say, me, I cannot do survival job. You know, I also had that conversation. That's conversation for another day. You cannot, I can't do survival job. What do you mean? You know, the people doing it, they don't know what they're doing. I'm here. Atos in Nigeria. <laughs> Do you know my status? And do you know who I am? <laughs> As we say in Nigeria. Anyway, so this is four months. I reality has started to creep in. This is four months of you know paying some two thousand dollars for running expense every month. Change two thousand dollars to naira, oh and then God. yeah, you are moving that. And so when that conversation happens about four months into when we had two, so reality has started to set in. All our body has started to settle down. Mm-hmm. So you we begin to question ourselves like, hmm, did we really move? Did we really, did we, like, are we really sure? Did we hear? Are we sure? Where are we? 
where are we? Who, who sent us? You know, so so he had to say, "Can I?" So I, at first, I was almost offended. Like, oh, I said, well, "I'm talking to my friend, and usually you will talk to this person too, right?" But after I dropped the call, it was like the person was sounding very, very discouraging. And I am already dealing with my own, with my own almost depression here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to keep my spirits high. So Correct. hearing this person might validate for yeah. me yeah. what is not totally true. Correct. And now. That's that's all the advice we have, and we really want to wrap this up. And I and I'm hoping that someone will listen to this, and you know maybe reach out or write out, or write write to me or write to, yeah write to me if you write to me you maybe get to Mrs. Notch, and just you know I I'm hoping that this gets to someone who is right there in the middle, who is feeling like you know. Or even if you've passed one year, so it's not like one year is just because I remembered. Even if you've passed one year and you're wondering, I've passed one year and I still don't, you know, I, I still don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to help you um, get some form of encouragement. And that's Absolutely. what this is about. Absolutely. Yeah, so this that's what this is about because I just want to encourage you. And so... Drum rolls, myself and Doku are hoping that we are consistent with this and we take it up and we do it again sometime soon so that we can have an episode. We have too many things because you need to hear uh, just <laughs> myself and this is not from time to time to understand that this was just wanting to share our conversations that really blesses us, by the way, um, every time we have that conversation and encourages us, not just blesses, it encourages us to, you know, the fact that I know that I can call Mrs. Notch and say and whine and complain and then remind ourselves of, oh, no, this is what we're doing. I have that and I'm hoping that you have that. Yeah, this everyone needs an Abby. You're such a yeah. to me. <laughs> oh, please go ahead. I want to hear it. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> everyone needs what? Please say it louder. <laughs> Like seriously, <laughs> yes. So, but everybody needs a Mrs. Notch. You don't want to know all the things that you know this friendship has done in my life, right? And maybe one of these days I will share with you guys. But yes, so this is the end of having this conversation. I hope it has blessed you. And yeah, so see you around. Well, and have a wonderful day, afternoon, good evening. Like I said, my name is Abisoy Akiola. I go by Abby in Canada. I prefer this way. And my friend, Dokun, who prefers to be Mrs. Notch, has also been on this call and we hope it has blessed you. So see you around and have a good evening. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Bye bye.